Welcome to Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating, and relationships. Relationships. The podcast helping you navigate your path to happy ever after with your host, Rob McPhillips. So uh, basically, we were talking tonight about the evolution of the operating system. And the operating system is the cultural narrative for how relationships um, function for the narrative around what a relationship means, how it's formed, how it, um, what expectations we should have and how we can fix it if, if, if it goes wrong. Um, so we looked at a level. So level one is basically the caveman level of I take what I want. Level two is the more civilized a sense of like we have to be here in within civilization we have to take care of other people and so it's the deal making level um where we make deals of maybe it's um a so so we might see this level now in terms of uh, a gold digger relationship where or or a sugar daddy sugar um relationship where someone marry someone for some other reason than than love or attraction level three was from about the 12th century i think up till now the the prevailing cultural narrative has been that we marry for love that we marry because we meet the this person that sets us alight and we fall in love and they are the one um, and love solves all I think we've moved to level four when we recognize that the fairy tale myth doesn't work. And so level four is, is about a level of confusion. It's recognizing that the narrative that still culturally we have doesn't work. Uh, and it's more of um, a pragmatic response of that doesn't work. So what will? Um, and I think the movement to study relationships, I think people like Harville Hendricks, um, people who've advocated more progressive relationships as in open or um, polyamory and, and that kind of relationship are reactions to the recognition that level three doesn't work. So the minor upgrade to to that is recognizing that it's skills and knowledge that can help us to develop our our relationships Um, and it's the um, recognition that that we can know more that we can impact our relationships and the level um, the next evolution is the sense of we recognize that our life is essentially a story and it's either a story that's given to us or it's a story that we create. And it's recognizing that we don't have to take the narrative that we're given culturally, but that we can transcend that and create our own narrative. And so it's it's taking our life and our situation and making a story and recognizing that we're consciously using that as a construct until we find data that contradicts it and so it's recognizing that we create narrative in terms of what things mean to us and it's just being consciously in control of that 
the idea is that it's a buffet of ideas. So we all come bring and share our own perspectives and our own ideas and you take what you want. So there's no one right. There's no one. We're not here to convince anyone. We're not here. No one's right. No one's wrong. Um, it's just an idea uh, where we can share ideas and take from whatever is useful to you. The main room where we are now is recorded um, and the audio of that main room will be a podcast so you can catch up on any of the meetups by looking at any of the past on a podcast you can look at any of the past ones and catch up on any that you've missed uh, if there's a problem in the breakout room um, you can leave the breakout room and come back I'll be in the main room and um, I'll help um, you uh, reassign also if you if you, if you have an internet connection problem and you get dropped out then I'll be in the main room and help you get back into your breakout room um, I'll give you a link for feedback later. Um, so any problems or any ideas for future uh, meetups? Um, like I said earlier that we discussed in December, we got a Christmas party. So share any ideas. Um, also, just want to let you know, um, in the new year, obviously, there's going to be lots of people starting dating. It's a time when New Year's resolutions and people um decide to, to start dating so um i'm going to be doing i did a pilot study uh, last month um and so start dating right is going to be opening in uh just in between christmas and new year so people can get started and that's basically a um there's details on that on make relationships simple.com and if you go there there uh, if you look at the start dating right that's a month-long training in online dating messaging. Um, coming soon is um, I'm just finalising the curriculum for a relationship mastery system, which is going to be like the start dating right is a cut-down version of that um, or a cut-down version of part of that. Um, but the curriculum is a system of relationship building. Um, so that's going to be coming in January. Right. So now, um, so the topic of tonight is the evolution of the relationship operating system. Now, in order for us to be able to discuss it, I know it's kind of a, um, it's an abstract idea and it's um, maybe not ob immediately obvious what it is. So first of all, I want to just clear up any um, misunderstandings or not, not, not knowing what a relationship operating system is so that we can go into the breakout rooms with um, some solid idea of, of what a relationship operating system is. So if I, if I mention relationship operating system, who um, thinks, well, what's that? How does that apply? Or is everyone clear that it was in the um, blog post? If you can um, explain, oops, sorry, if you can explain it a bit, that would be great because I don't think I've fully grasped the concept. Yeah, okay. So basically, a, like if you look at your mobile phone, it has, it's got hardware. So that limits the um, scope of the camera and the ability of what it does, the speed of its processor, things like that. It has the iOS uh, or Android, whatever the equivalent Android is of the operating system. And then within that, it has the apps. 
and the apps allow you to use the phone to do specific functions. So like message or take pictures or whatever it is. Now, my, um, my uh, proposition is that we have humans have a similar um, setup. We have genes, which are our genetic, um, our genetic capability, what height we're going to be, the color eyes we have, the skin color, the um, person, the, the temperamental factors. Um, so that's the hardware. We, we can't, um, there's bounds to within which we can change that. The, and then on top of that, we've got a relationship operating system. And the operating system is the set of frameworks and beliefs that we have about the world and more particularly about how relationships work. Um, and so that, so basically in a relationship, when you react without really um, considering every element and nuance of the interaction, which is basically how we interact most of the time, then we're working from on autopilot. And when you're working on autopilot, it's from the operating system. Does that make sense? You're trying to analogize um, the human's way of working through the use of technology? Yes. So basically, um, a computer, the operating system mediates between apps, which are skills in humans, um, and the basic hardware. So in order to, for a human to function, they have to have a, a view of the world, um, a set of beliefs um, and rules of thumbs. And so those rules of thumbs are what we operate on unless we give a lot of focused attention to a specific instance. So what would be the, um, what would we, what was the aim of the debate? What, what were we discussing specifically out of this concept? Okay. So the evolution of the operating system is the five basic, is, is the way that I see that our relationships have evolved. So initially, when you go back to caveman times, um, it was, I want, and so it was the caveman, you know, dragging a woman by the, by a hair and with a club and taking what he wanted. So the next evolution was we civilized, we, um, we civilized and we realized that in order to get this, we had to do this. Um, and so it's about, um, we're looking at how do I get what I want? What do I have to do? What do I have to give? What do I have to pretend? And so when you look at, um, uh, like pick up, pick up our and chat up lines. That's basically what do I have to do to get what I want? Um, the next evolution is the romantic, um, operating system, which is the idea of, I feel like this, therefore it must be love and therefore it must be fate. The next evolution was really evolved from a confusion where, with political, with the rise in, in independence and equality of, of women um, and a not knowing what to do and a sense of confusion of what are the rules, what, what, how does things work? Um, and so they, then it's, it's um, 
the use of skills within that. Um, and I believe that the next evolution is a personal narrative based. So does that make sense generally? And is everyone sort of okay with the, the basic concept? When or, you say uh, operating system, do you mean underlying belief then or yes. paradigm? Yes. So when I talk about the fairy tale uh, model, that is a framework that is a that is like operating system free. Okay. Is anyone else? Um, I know that this is quite Could a strange explain the artisan and the master um, examples. Okay. Thank you. Um, right. Let me let me see the image. Um, okay. So so basically. Can and I know. Right. Okay. So 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 basically that is. Um, that is the value model of. Um, where you go from here to here so the line is um, one two and three are operating below the line so it's it's subpar results uh um okay so um, sorry i'm not seeing that where's the uh, the master am i looking at the wrong one um is that the one on the very top yes 5.0 master and 4.11 Okay. Inscription refine and artisan consolidate. Just want to make sure I grasp it fully. Right. Um, okay. Um, I'm seeing a different image, but um, I, I, I do know that there was the, the artisan and the master. So, so basically, um, artisan is basically master is someone who's gone past artisan level. So it's it's a higher level of um, a more effective operating system and this this is on the operating system post um relation evolution of relationship operating system yeah it's the one on the meetup post oh ah i may have posted a, a slightly different one oh sorry um no 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 it's my it's I've, ah okay apologize i hadn't read the yeah, post. no sorry it was it was my fault i put the wrong one um, or maybe that's a changed one. Um, okay, so so basically it's, it's it's like caveman settler who's in the civilization. Um, okay, so so someone who's operating at the caveman level, there the prescription for them to to get to the next level is to have empathy. So the caveman level doesn't have empathy. The settler level is is the level of within a civilization, um, and it's aspiring to want more than than kind of. Okay what's given um and then the dreamer is um the kind of romantic dreamer but the their uh their next their prescription is to, is to challenge and, and think a little bit more critically okay does that make sense yes yeah okay um right so the topic of the breakout room um is to to, to really um, consolidate the, the idea of the relationship um, operating system for you, what you understand of it, and how it can impact relationships. So maybe in personal experiences, if you see somewhere where it's impacted your relationships, 
Um, if you see other people operating from those certain levels, um, that will be another example. Okay, does that make sense to everyone? Can you ping the link that you are basing this on into the chat so that we can just all make sure we're all yeah we're all um, looking at the same hymn sheet? Okay, it should be the first link in the chat. I'm, I'm, I will post it again. Um, oh, chat. Okay, there you go. Um, uh, okay, so the topic is really discussing what a relationship operating system is. Does it make sense to you? Um, what do you understand by it? Because I, I understand it, it's a, it's a it's kind of foreign concept. Okay, I'm, I'm repeating someone's audio. Um, so what, what, um, what you understand by it and what impact it has on relationships. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, I will... Um, Just one more time, please. Okay, um, right, quick show of hands. Does a relationship operating system make sense? Do you have a vague idea of what it might be? Uh, hands up or hands down? Hands up if you have a vague idea, or, and you can use the reactions if you haven't got your camera on. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, right. So, so sorry, Sandra, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So when we function, we function most of the time on rule of thumb, we function with that thinking. So when we're driving, um, we learn to drive and it becomes automated. So initially it's really awkward and it's learning the skill and we have to concentrate on everything we can do. Like, I don't know if anyone else, when they're parking, has to turn the music off um, so that they can concentrate. Like, I can't do two things at once. So um, the relationship operating system is, what do you function on when you're not thinking about it? When you're just relating, when you're, um, when you're thinking of what your partner does or has done, what are you referring to? You know, when people say they should do this, what are you referring to? So it's gut instinct or rational thought. So where's the gut instinct coming in from? Okay. So it's, it's the belief somewhere you have to have an expectation of what a relationship is, a set of beliefs of how it works. That's the relationship operating system. Okay. Um, Right. Uh, okay, we're going to go in the breakout rooms for 12 minutes. Um, when you get a link to come back, don't come back straight away because you've still got a minute of your conversation. Okay.
Welcome back. Okay, so um, how about room one? What um, what was your discussion? What was any questions or examples um, that you can share? We wondered if people who had different operating systems would be compatible. Interesting question. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to. Um, yeah, I, I think it it would be the the basis for a lot of uh, conflict and a lot of misunderstanding and relationships. Um, so when someone's at one level and, and you're got different expectations. Um, okay, so what was what was your conclusion that you came to? Well, uh, I was wondering if people having different operating systems mean that they'd have different fundamental values, in which case I thought they might be a clash, but uh, Ruth thought that sometimes people might not clash. I, I, I don't think that they necessarily have different values because I think values are um, slightly different. They're, they're, they're more personal um, and there's more personal narrative um, whereas what you've got on the operating systems is basically cultural narratives um, until you get to, to the level five. Um, but would they have different expectations if they're coming from a different cultural narrative? Yes. Yes, I think there'd be different expectations and different rules of how you play like the game of relationships. When I'm talking about the game of relationships, I'm talking about the infinite game that we've discussed before, not playing the game to get a, a, um, a reaction um so yes i think they'd, they'd expect different things behave in different ways um so yeah i think ultimately that would that would create a lot of problems and a lot of unresolvable problems um but i don't know i haven't i've never really looked at that um, specifically in, in context of the human operating system. Um, okay, anything in room three? Oh, I was just going to say something else. From oh, yeah, sure. I just thought that if someone was a real hopeless romantic and stuck in what, uh, whatever number three that is, I just thought that the person that had actually evolved more might be able to help them see a different way that there would be a sort of learning and as you come together in the, de the depths of your relationship that you would actually develop and learn that so they would be able to do the romantic gestures you know and do some of that stuff and you ask for that thing I mean I mean I remember asking my husband I said so when you asked me to marry you I would like to have 12 red roses and I thought I don't care if I have to ask you I don't expect you to understand that's what I would like so I'm asking you and it didn't take away from it being unromantic but, it, but I think he was just much more pragmatic than me and, and was very happy to do that for me. So I think there is a way of those things coming together and, and actually working symbiotically. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Obviously, it depends on whether the other person is, you know, like some, the problem with the romantic level, um, and this isn't like romance, but it's the view of relationships, is that sometimes people are, are stuck on that and they don't want to let go of the prince or, or that, which um, means that they stay. Um, okay, so we were going to room three. 
just to randomize it. Who's in room three and what um, conclusions, questions, discussions did you have? Okay. Um, was that was that your uh, group, Sasha? Mine is four. Okay. Um, do we have anyone want to discuss from from group three? Okay. Uh, we'll move on to group. Um, okay, so group four. We. Um, so is it Safa? Safa? I'm terrible with pronunciation. Safa, yeah. Safa, okay. Yes. Um, I'll probably still butcher it, but apologies. I'll try. Yeah, don't worry. These um, four letters can, can be butchered in many ways. Okay. Uh, did you have something in... Hi, Alicia. Uh, we, we had lots of questions raised. Like we, went, we got quite philosophical in our group. Okay. Um, and, and it was about um, how, what do you compromise and accept and what do you just run away from right away? Um, I guess the person asking most of the questions was, uh, well, come on, come on, help me out. Um, well, jump in if you want to, but we're like, cause the breakout, yeah. some people don't want to talk outside of the breakout room. So that's fair enough. Um, but if, if you were in with, safer and want to um jump in i think we were we, we, we were sort of talking about the picking up and the compatibility thing as well and we were wondering again if 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 people with different operating systems would be compatible and whether it would work and then that obviously developed into the conversation about what people would compromise on or what, what part of the narrative would would be a red flag i suppose and whether that was possible to overcome, basically. Okay. Um, all right. Um, okay, so, um, all right, so. Compromise. Um, there is a post, I have written a post, um, so I've got a view on compromise. I've also got a view on red flags and um, um, I don't be really believe, I think people who are looking for red flags is, is too much. Um, you have to be obsessed about who it is and I think it's more about um, being yourself, like being if you are, I think people can only hurt you in your vulnerabilities. Um, and I think if you're, um, you can relate in a way um, that makes you strong. Um, okay, so. We had one other point, Rob. Um, yes. Before you sorry. go. And that was uh, about us, the individual coming to the point of realization um, within ourselves as to what actually in, enriches a relationship for us. How do you recognize that? Okay, 
So, in the, what because do you want individually? If, if, from... if you if you don't have an, an 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 idea as to what that means for you, how can you assess it in a relationship that that, that relationship actually does that for you? Okay. Um, so, to use your te technology metaphor, it would be like running diagnostics, I suppose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, do you get that the, the each relationship operating system? will relate to a certain type of relationship. Um, so the each layer has a more limited relationship. Um, and so um, so individual needs. I think we, we did we did think that because we were thinking about whether a person would if they whether they would actually operate a different operating system with different people, but at the same time. Yeah. That's the idea you're talking about, isn't it? Um, okay. So people will be different within different relationships because um, a lot of how we act in a relationship is how, how well we're feeling. Like when we're generally unhappy, we, um, that, that's a general unhappiness, and then we're going to look we look for reasons to explain our unhappiness. Um, and so if we're generally unhappy, um, and it may be something at work is stressing us, we're, we're tired, we're not um, operating our best, we're going to look and be irritated at our partner. And we may be blaming our partner for something that's got nothing really to do. The real cause is like how, how we're operating um, personally. So... Um, and when you're in a better state and you're like really happy, you you feeling really confident, feeling really good, you're going to operate at a different level, which is then going to raise how someone else behaves in that relationship. So, um, um, in individual, so it is going to is going to change. I think the um, operating system is more about the limitations of, of what you believe about relationships. So individual, so, that, so that's more of a universal um, capacity um, to, to produce uh, a satisfying relationship. The individual needs um, are probably more um, among the skills, but it, it would depend what an individual need was. If it, if an individual need is, is is something that we all need, but to to varying extents, um, then and to some extent, the more freed you are, and and really what the operating system is is about how tied you are to dogma, how much you believe um, your relationship. Um, is limited by a certain set of structures. So, so the ultimate is you create the personal narrative based on your level of personal evolution. Um, does that make sense? I don't know whether this um, ties into to this discussion exactly uh, but I, I met up with a mate at the weekend that we were talking about um, going on dates with, with you know various women and stuff and we I'm 
in a main, I'm quite a joker. I'm quite humorous. Obviously, there's, you've, you've got to use it that humor in certain, in the right platform and stuff. And so is me, me mate. He, he's very similar as well. We like to have a little joke around, and I think humor is very important. Um, but when we kind of come to agreement about well, like when we're first chatting to to a lady, in that we always feel like we have to perform. Like, so we have to, um, and the word is have to make them laugh. So it's like every second thing has to be some sort of joke in some way or um, you're always trying to impress them in, in some way. And like my mate said to me, he said, it's like you, you'll sit there at the dinner table when you, you know, you've taken them out for a meal and they literally have to sit there and that's all you have to do. Whereas we have to be the one who's who's, the, who's on stage, basically. And I was like, "Yeah, I never really looked at like looked at it that way." But you're right. And does that relate to the operating system, or is it just I don't know? Okay, um, I think that's very relevant. Um, I'm going to open this up to um, to if, if any of the women on the group. Um, have a comment to that. Do you feel like a man needs to perform for you? I find that offensive that we just sit there. <laughs> no, we get dressed. We our partake is the fact that we put ourselves in these ridiculous clothing and wear these stupid shoes we can't walk in and doll ourselves up. So that's our part. And for guys, the other side is that you just got to show yourself. And the problem is if you... If you spend a lot of time performing, which in other words means not being yourself, that will only last so long because you are performing. You're not yourself. Surely if you want to meet someone, you'll be yourself. Okay. Um, so, so when we're looking at cultural, so what I saw there in two, in two um, different perspectives were when you look at... Um, like the animal world there there is kind of a, a a mating dance and i think that's really what alan and his friend were talking about that they and and i do think that's related to the operating system it's feeling that your value is is in in what you're bringing to it but then what what you've said may is also um like do females feel that they have to uh, present themselves in a certain way so Sheila Sheila got your hands up I, th I think um, it's perception from both sides so from what mm. Alan was saying you know they as a male they feel that they should be making the female laugh you know at the end of the night and everything and you're right it's, it's, a, it's a mating ritual but I think that's their perception and I think that goes back to, yes, I think it is the operating system because your operating system is based around your framework, your life experiences and what you've been, you've been brought up to believe, whether that's the way you've been brought up or whether that's from watching TV, films, reading books, magazines, whatever. Um, and I think from a female's point of view, again, it's perception. And I think, um, again, from what society tells you, it's how a female should behave. It's not necessarily, I think, as you um, 
evolve into that higher level of operating system where you become an artist and a master. I think when you're more comfortable in your own skin and become more self-confident, you stop operating on that romantic operating system and you stop um, behaving what behaving in a way you believe you should be behaving and you become more yourself. I'm not saying it's easy, but I think there's a stage where if a relationship is going to work long-term, you have to be yourself because otherwise mm. you're going to have to perform for the rest of your life. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. And, and I think um, that's a very good example of the operating system um, and how it, how it manifests. So, um, I, I think there's, um, I think there's a balance because, because if you, if you don't, I'm just going to, I think it's a balance because, because if you, if you don't, um, so definitely, I know definitely that this is a, a male um, because the, the, the dating, um, like the dating ritual and whatever, is weighted that men have much more to, um, it's much harder for men. Um, and so there is, there's some level of, of like, if you're on a dating site and, you, and you're with, you know, maybe a thousand other people in the catchment area of um, someone that you're looking to date, in some way you have to stand out. So there is the ability to present yourself and express yourself well. Um, to, And it's not necessarily... So, so there is, like I think, those arguments that if, you're, if you feel that you have to perform then you are always going to have to perform. But there's also the balance of you have to um, show your characteristics. So um, Alan is a bit of a, a joker and he's got a sense of humour and, and he, he wants to show that across. Um, so, but I think... Um, so I, I don't know if you want to jump in, Alan. Um or anyone else has got a thing, but I think there is this, there's about the nature of dating is artificial because it's not something we've ever done culturally. And so what you're having to do is you're having to show what makes you an individual, but you're having to do it within the limitations of technology within. So basically if you're online dating, the only way that you can, capture up the whole sum of who you are is in like your profile and your first message because that's basically all the contact someone has um and so i think this is about you have to be yourself but equally you have to put your best foot forward you have to be able to express who you are authentically but in a way that captures someone's um, it, this is why I, I believe that messaging is, is like 80% of dating, um, being able to express yourself and being able to spark conversation. So 
does anyone else want to speak on that? Because uh, I think this is... I had an uh, interesting message with someone I'd actually met in real life around a friend's house. And he said, oh, I'm just trying to shake my, my tail feather at you. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, I get, I get that's what you're doing. That's quite funny. And then I remember meeting another chap and um, I said, oh, I thought you might help me because uh, I've got loads of stuff and I was struggling with it all. And he said, oh, I've learned that women don't want that. And I just thought, gosh, that's I would have loved any help you'd have given me. So I just think, People Everyone's learn things as well. Yeah, absolutely. And different Everyone ages. Everyone is different. You know, yeah. I mean, there was 30, a 30 year age gap between those two people. And I, and I think, I think things change as well. I think women expect different things at different times, you know, I, I don't mind a chap. I don't mind, yeah. I don't mind a chap carrying my bag. I don't mind that at all. If it's heavy, happy to have the help, you know, but you know, maybe a modern woman would think that was wrong. I think it's great. So again, it just, it's funny, isn't it? Well, mm. I'm relatively young. I don't mind someone ha helping me with my carrying. <laughs> no, I was really not shocked offended at all. Guy. Yeah, no, I think it's nice to offer to help each other. So, yeah. I find but it I quite like, frustrating. I like, yeah, I liked the when... shaking, his, shaking his peacock feather at me. I quite, <laughs> maybe I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's interesting, Rob, is that you're you're reflecting more of the challenges of uh, online. It's impossible to kind of recognise what's a good profile. The profile is just the raw, literally metrics of the of the person: height, weight, uh, to a degree, um, visual look. If they have um, photos, it doesn't say anything. It's it's difficult. All we can do is kind of like provide relatively basics. The photos kind of says it all, really. Like when I'm surfing around, I'm looking at the photo. Is the guy frowning? Is he in a miserable place? Is he actually out? Is he enjoying himself? It's picture speaks, you know, speak speaks thousand words. Um, mm. But what's, what I tend to find really challenging with the, once you do engage with someone talking, because, you know, sometimes when a guy contacts me and looking at his profile, that, nah, okay, it's not a no, but it's not, I would have jumped on it. But it's once you start talking, even with a guy that is really good looking, you're chatting to them. If they can't produce, and it's not easy, because online, just chatting, just, just via text, there is just one form of communication is only reading the text there is no non-verbal communication there's no nothing else it's purely what you you write in text there's nothing else so you've got to make it interesting and if you stick with like dating methods in other words let's cover the weather let's cover i don't know countries where have you traveled if you cover the very basics it basically feels like an interview it's very dry and it's very boring but this yeah. is down to each individual for myself i want to meet a person as opposed to a robot going hi tell me a bit about yourself what holidays have you been what country do you like what food do you like what films you like all the classic stuff i want to know your day what makes you you know excited what things happened today that made you laugh or what things made you cry or i want to know the person and they never ever able to break into who are you what have you done and what are you thinking rather than Oh yes, I've been on holiday and I have this amazing car and I have house and I don't care. Yeah, it's useful. It's good to know, but I want to know the person because that's the person I'm going to get stuck with if I'm going to live with them. See, my experience—the opposite. What you're talking about there is someone who's got got is is deep, and what you're saying is you don't like is is shallow, which is the car and the and the house and all that business, and. I know I'm only an individual, but I do have quite a large circle of friends. 
all all of different ages, and there's there's about uh, half of us that are single. So, you know, we're, we're meeting people in different scenarios, different situations, different places, and the the connection that we have as friends, but the experiences is it's the same. You know, you you're meeting the same person, but they look different. They're from somewhere different. Um, because they, they don't have anything about them, and it's all and it goes back to the impression impression thing. Um, you're making an effort. The like the likes of these these meetups is about relationships and mutual. There's no there's no mutuality in in most of the, in the vast vast majority of people who I personally met over the last couple of years, and same with same with friends. It's all shallow. And that's that's a problem. How do you think you can break out of that? That's why I'm here. Mm. So, do you feel having materials are is what's what 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 is most essential? You do you need that big car? Do you need a big mansion to be able to form your reputation? No, that's what I'm saying. It's quite the opposite. That that those things are shallow. Uh, but women, uh, you, you were talking about going into expressions of feelings and, and true interests, they don't do that. And I'm, I'm speaking from my personal experience of friends, not, not every every woman. Um, I've got a sister who's single and she, she's of the same impression as, as what I am. And she, you know, she's saying that, you know, reflecting what you're saying, um, May, that they're just so um, superficial, almost like okay. icing and then nothing underneath it. Can it, mm-hmm. Isn't it just? Is, it depends on where you're meeting these people as well. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know if you're meeting them in in a pub or a club. I mean, there is an element of, I don't know. I think it's the, I think context and environment is important. If you if you meet somebody and you, there's a common interest, that's the beginning of at least mm-hmm. you know some kind of commonality, some kind of common ground. Because you know, if you think of friends and and take out the equation of you know. I want to be in a relationship, but think about how you make friends. You make friends within a context. And I think context is everything. Everything, you know, environment is really makes us who we are. You know, we react because of that we're in a certain kind of environment. And I, I don't, I, don't yeah. take that out of the equation. Um, I completely I, agree. I think, I, think that, I think that's true. I think context is, is because we behave in a certain environment. But what you've got in the context of online dating and why a lot of people don't like it is because it's, it is artificial. It's, it's um, something that we've not really done before. And so I, um, I think it does matter what profile you have. I think... Um, well, I don't agree that a profile is a context. I think the trouble is with online dating, it's, it's too broad and um, I know people have made successful relationships. I'm not denying that, but but so many people haven't. And I think it's too broad a platform. And I um, don't think a profile is a context. I think maybe if you say I'm only going to meet Buddhists and, I, I, and it's going to be on a Buddhist website, then that's a context. But a dating website, you could meet anybody. Um, what I was going to say is I believe that the profile makes a difference because what um what that is 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 the is your ability to set the tone and so i believe that a good profile sets a context 
and it sets a context for a discussion um, and a good message sets a context. So it, yes, it's different, but what you're doing is you're, you're creating in this artificial environment, you're creating a context for a discussion. Um, so that, that's, um, you know, that's what I believe is, is, is really kind of the skill of dating. I have here a profile of a gentleman who says, I am looking for a godly or God-fearing woman. I have sent back a hello to say hello. I am so sorry, but I'm neither godly nor God-fearing, so I bid you farewell. In other words, he ha and he could be a very nice gentleman, but that is his greeting, and so I've cut myself out. So I think oh, we have well, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just I'm just using it to illustrate that. If you are too precise in terms of what you say, you may end up never having any responses. You have to be careful what you put on your profile as well. So yes, context, but it has to be, I think, broad enough to encourage some responses to say, ah, I may give this person a try. Let me try. It may, it may not lead to anything, but at least they haven't put up so many barriers that I feel that I can't get through to, to this person. There's nothing that we have in common. We may say good morning and that's as far as it goes because we can't, we just don't have anything to talk about. Mm. I, I, I think um, the nature of um, online dating um, is that you have everyone. So what, you, so what you've got is where you know like before you meet someone doing whatever that's within the context and, and that's a, a subset so what you have on online dating is you have everyone and you've got to rec recognize that most of the people are going to be superficial because most people are um, and it relates to people's human operating system of the level that they're on and most people so when you look at what makes a man attractive um from research we know it's about access to resources that women are more attracted to someone who's powerful that someone who's rich someone who's successful and um while personally individually some of us may have overrided that and look for the deeper context what someone actually makes um like the instinctive feeling of attraction is found to be um, women are attracted to access to resources. And this is like um, evolutionary psychology. So um, when we're looking at depth, you're not going to get depth from a profile. Um, and when, when we're talking about context and, um, and depth, like all the dating site can do you is an initial introduction. Um, but the depth comes later. Um, Errol. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, what, what I was going to say was that uh, if, yes, you talk about access to resources, but, um, and if I can put it very crudely, if you had this guy 
um, and I'm trying to paint a picture here, standing in front of his big Mercedes or Porsche, in, which was parked in front of his villa, a massive V-shaped shirt, hair bulging out, maybe bling, you know, and a stack of cash next to him, and, you know, big black uh, moustache. Are you telling me that, you know, Sandra will go, yes, I'm godly all of a sudden. I believe in God. I mean, just where I mean, he's got access to lots of resources, seemingly, from his picture. Um, so I think you may talk about resources, but I think there is, there is sophistication there as well. Um, so they're not going to, similarly, a guy who looks like a nice chap, but um, happens to have, uh, please give me 10p to go and buy McDonald's, isn't exactly going, she's not exactly going to think, oh, the guy of my dreams oh, either. Um, but then I think, uh, I suppose what I'm saying is that I'm not sure that it's as clear cut as that personally. Oh, okay. I think there is access to resources. Yes, I mean, he needs to be, it's a bit like us saying, guy says, she needs to be good looking. So are you looking for the next supermodel lookalike? I mean, you know, that's what women tend to be conditioned to think that that's how they're going to be. And they haven't. We have a broad range of what we think is pretty or what we think is attractive as guys. I've seen couples who, where the woman is the breadwinner and the man has been uh, taken on the part-time role. Yeah. Um, yes. So I'm not saying that the fact that someone has lots of money means that everyone's going to be attracted to because, you know, like you, you said, Errol, there are other um, mitigating factors. Like if someone seems to be arrogant and someone seems to be uh, boorish and boring and uninterested, those will. So what I'm really talking about is, is plays into next week's theme. Um, so next week we're talking about Helen Fisher's study of um, the history of the evolution of relationships. And um, so she goes into great detail about attraction. And so, um, so I'm, I'm not saying women are after money. I'm saying that research shows us that um, it is one of the most powerful attractors is, is the whole basis of evolutionary psychology is that men want, um, to perpetuate their genes. Women want to um, have access to resources. And in, in, the, in the patriarchal history of our society, um, that is, has been the story that women have been denied independent access. Um, so it's not, I'm not um, saying that women are, are only after money. I'm saying that um, when we look at uh, research, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of security and it, it's feeling. So, so basically the evolutionary psychology argument is that men needed to know that the woman was like, if a baby was his baby um, and women needed to be protected from um, invading tribes and, and things like that. And so that is, the prevailing um, view of or perspective of uh, evolutionary psychology. Isn't that uh, operating system too, then? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
uh, yeah, pragmatic. Yeah. Um, just so, to add to that, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just to add to that, I my last few relationships had all been guys that earned less than me. Not that that's an issue, otherwise I wouldn't have dated them. But so it's not just as black and white. Every individual is after different things. It depends on their position in life and what they're able to to offer and what they're able to do. If a woman's, you know, if any person that is struggling, um, they will need, if they are going to have someone else that is introduced into their life, that is going to help them to survive. If the guy, like for myself, like my previous relationships, I help prop the people up. I help financially support them occasionally. So it's not as black and white. I've dated, yeah, to, to be honest, considering how many times I've been hurt and let down by these guys. Yeah, it's part of my criteria to a degree now, I feel, but I'm not really probably back in the dating game. I do feel it's important that a guy should maybe earn more than me because I've been stung three, four times with guys that's more than happy to basically live off of me. So it's really not as black and white. Okay. Because let, let, can I can I just I, say this? Because I, I, I think feel like I'm being misunderstood. I haven't said it's black and white. I've said the the driving um, research of psychology is that generally. Um, women find access to resources is is one of the psychologically proven um, things that, that uh, women find children, attractive. Rearing children, Rob. Yeah, so I'm not saying women are after money, and I think maybe that's how um, it may have come out. But I'm saying that when you look at what a man finds attractive, what a woman finds attractive, the features relate to a woman can produce me healthy children a man can make me safe um and and um ensure my children live so um it, this doesn't relate to individually um this is a universal um like the instincts that we have are the instincts that help us to survive so it's not a based on personal um but when you look at a few thousand people these are like the common um, and major criteria so it doesn't necessarily mean individually okay so we're not talking about individual um that relates to every everything it's just the underlying factors is that clearer okay um so we got to, I think that was uh, room four, was it? So we still, um, we still got room five and room two, if anyone has. Okay. Um, so... All right, so now we have relating the operating system to personal situations. So if you look back on your personal relationships or relationships that you've observed, um, can you see an impact of um, the relationship operating system, maybe functioning at different levels or... Um, how that may have played out in 
personal relationships. Does that does that make sense? Is everyone clear on the question? Sorry, say that again. So, okay, so what we're looking at now is how the relationship operating system, how yours or your partners or those of people that you've observed in relationships, how do their operating systems uh, relate to um, problems or how has it impacted the relationship? Okay. Is everyone clear? Rob, was there a link to the uh, levels of of operating system? Yes. Um, should be, I will copy it in again. Should be in the chat. Um, but I'll just... Okay. Um, so we'll go into breakout rooms um, for 10 minutes. What were you talking about in the rooms? Uh, okay, so talking about how does the operating system, how has it played out in relationships you've been in or relationships that you've seen? Okay. And we're back. Um, okay, so um, rather than go room by room, um, does anyone, can they see how their relationship operating system impacted their relationship or someone that they've seen? And um, how also, can you, can you see what level um, of operating system someone was relating from? We, we were just talking about how does everybody go through the romantic stage? And I just said, no, they don't. I think they, they don't. It's not like a, it's not like a hierarchy of needs, is it? You can be set at different levels. You don't work your way up and down. You are you, you don't have to have gone through one, two and three to get to four. You can be at four just because of what your life. It's not it's not like a, um, a continuum, is it? It is, but no. it isn't. Um, it, it, um, it can be. I think there are people, um, I think the default of our society is the romantic. Mm. Um, um, I, think, I think you have to override, unless you've grown up in a very progressive, um, with people who read lots of personal development books and very open to that kind of thing. There's been a lot of discussion while you were a child. Um, I think most of us have come in at the romantic level. Um, I think there are people who um, function below that. Like, I, th I think there are still people that function operating system level one, and people who are rapists and abusers. Um, it's basically the operating system that they've come from, um, that they're operating from. Uh, yes, yeah, so that wasn't actually the next question of... of how has mine changed? If so, okay. um, I'm not sure we're going to get have time to get to that. So I just, I just, I mean, just, um, I just said that I, 
I had had an experience of falling in love recently with all that that goes with that. And I let that last a week before I realised that some other operating system kicked in and I just thought, no way, I can't do this. This isn't got quite enough fluffy, you know, whatever. So I've obviously shifted upwards from romantic, but I don't quite know where I've got to on that. But it was interesting to go through all the romantic bit and then just go, no, look at it a bit wider and get some get some reality in here. Okay. So I've obviously shifted to something else, but I don't know which level. I don't trust my romanticness anymore. I, I think you can go along um, and you can enjoy the thrill of it until mm. you realize but there is a reality somewhere when you know someone yeah. deeper yeah um so does that mean you're then operating at a, at a different level you're you're, you're yeah i would it, say that that's uh, level so that, four that's my, yeah so that's, oh go on give me a six go on <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i'm not sure what six is yet oh well i don't know it says narrative on here i'm looking at your diagram uh, that's oh okay yeah so 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 there, so there was one to five, one to six and then I thought actually four and five are actually the same operating system it's just you know, so the, on the next one it's four point one oh yeah um, the, the word that's why I got confused because the the words that go with this don't fit with the diagram do they um, not only do I confuse everyone when I come out with a, a new concept um, but I also do it in in writing that's um, fine. That's absolutely fine. We're all learning together. I think, Rob, um, I, I think I'm, I've, you know, um, more of that artisan, artisan operating system. But I do think that even the, you know, the, the more, the higher up that level you go, I think you do still take elements of the romanticism with you. But I think you're more realistic with it. Yeah. Um, I think level four is basically confusion because you, you've come in from the default um, romantic narrative that we're, we're all given from our culture, um, but you're recognising that doesn't work. And so why I say it's a level of confusion is because uh, in the same way that religion hasn't developed a new mythology since Christianity, um, when I'm talking about Christianity, I'm not specifically talking about Christianity, but I don't think in the last 2000 years, definitely in our Western world, there, there has been a, a mythology that fits our technology. technology. So uh, techno technologically, we've outrun our myth. And in the same way, our relationships, um, we haven't developed a new mythology other than the fairy tale. Um, because I think that suits um like the the economic interests of the media and those who perpetuate mm. the um cultural who, who control the cultural narrative really um so are you saying that um you can bring elements of romance to a higher operating system um okay so i'm separating between romance as in yeah at all levels you can buy flowers and and, and be romantic but um there's a difference between being romantic and believing that your relationship is up to fate 
And so the defining level of, of the operating system free is a belief that it's fated, you know, because they're the one. Um, if they love me, they do this. Therefore, you don't have to work at it because it's... Yes, fated. it either works or it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, um, and if it doesn't work, we can't fix it. We just have to move on. Yeah. Um, so level four is a recognition that you can impact your relationship in your behavior in why, by learning skills. Why is the ethical non-monogamy in level four? Is that a rational change of rules from a it's confused a, it's, point of view? Yeah, it, it is working from the basis. The romantic view doesn't work. So I, let's I still want to sleep with other people. So um, therefore, let's just sleep, you know, like um, whichever format of that that you have. But I think it's it's a um, pragmatic reaction to romantic mm. relationships not working. So to be clear, I'm separating between romantic behaviour and a romantic perspective of a relationship. So um, this is this is quite a um, and it's I'm, I'm, this is sort of an idea that I've worked from 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 seeing it in lots of different relationships and I've had the operating system idea for for years, um, but um, I've never really I haven't really articulated um, being able to express it. Um, really well um, and so some of it is is coming across confused and there's, there's nowhere I can go to to look at okay this person's explained it better so it's it's I'm trying to explain the way that I see it um, in a way that makes sense I definitely do get what you mean um, Rob when you say that step four is confusion because I mean, I mean, I've not been in a relationship for, I suppose you could classify a long time by these modern standards, I suppose. Um, and that was the, that last interaction or relationship, whatever it was, was the time when I realized that the romantic perception of relationships doesn't work at all for anything long-term because, you know, you lose your mind. You don't know who that person really is. You just think you do. And it's not, if anything, you just feel very out of balance with your own true self. But anyway, after I realized that that wasn't something that was gonna get me what I truly wanted in regards to a long-term you know, marriage, whatever, whatever it would be, I was very confused. I was like, well, if I can't base it on this, what can I base it on? Like, what else is there? Like, what is the next step for me? You know, I went through probably about a year of just being confused. Like, I don't know what relationships are because I was so fixed on that romantic view um it's only until now that I went through my own you know invested more in my personal growth and things like that that I realized that you have the power to influence a relationship and that the one is the one who you choose to be with not because you know it was written in the stars so to speak if that makes sense mm. yeah yeah so I think there has been no I haven't seen um, any follow. I, I suppose like the polyamory, um, all those those type of um, open relationships, they've tried to rewrite um, a narrative. Um, and I suppose Harville Hendricks 
their work is is um, um, in in terms of rewriting the narrative of relationships. Um, but there's been no cultural. Um, and when I talk about like Harville Hendricks is a bestseller and they've sold millions of books, but it's still um, only a tiny fraction of people in the in the general population, so it hasn't had a cultural dent. Um, but yeah, so there's been no, so I think the only way that you can move from that confusion is to create, is to recognize, create your own personal narrative for that relationship. Um, is there anyone else seen how they've uh, evolved along it or how they've, um, how it's impacted their relationships? Yeah, I think I worked from a, in, in the past, I was at uh, 411, I think, um, in that uh, I can make things work. I can get along with anybody. Um, I can change things. Uh, and in fact, I was, um, I suppose, bold or stupid enough or naive enough to think I could change other people as well, which obviously can't be done, because that's up to them to change. Um, and idea was that, you know, we both play our part and things will develop and we'll become better because we'll both try and because we're both good people. Yeah. Um, and all of those things were true except the change bit. Um, and over time, change didn't happen. When change didn't happen, you can't get fulfilled emotionally. That is, I felt anyway. Um, and even then, I was uh, perhaps too ignorant or stupid to kind of realize what was going on. You kind of accept this is it. This is the way. You know, you get married. You don't break up a relationship. That's the end. You know. Um, and while that is true, uh, didn't quite self-analyze to say, but clearly there must be a problem. How do we fix it? Either, um, which goes back to your operating system five, is to be self-reflecting to be able to look at it and say, actually, there is a problem here. Is it with me? Is it with the relationship? Do we need to kind of, you know, we need to work on looking to resolve it. And then if you ultimately cannot resolve it, then yeah, perhaps it's coming to an end. Um, rather than just umbling along, as you will do with 411, thinking, oh, I've got to try harder. I've got to, you know, do this and do that, which ultimately yields no results. That's, uh, that, that, that's been my experience anyway, as far as I can relate to the operating systems here. Um, my, my, mine is exactly the same. So I'm wondering how many people went into a relationship, um, probably young, um, and believed that it would work just if you can, if you can like, be good enough, it will work out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, does anyone else have uh, any examples or or anything that comes to mind in terms of that? I think the thing I just had to mention as well was was about the fact that arranged marriages 
are in the medieval section. And I actually know quite a few people that are in arranged marriages. And, uh, and it, I'm not saying that they aren't slightly medieval in some ways and that, that there aren't connections, but, 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 but I mean, it, I mean, possibly you'd know, the statistics actually show that, that the, the way we do things in our culture is actually better than arranged marriages these days. Um, actually, are generally happier or, or do they stay, do, you know, do arranged marriages stay together longer or? Actually, arranged marriages do stay together longer. Um, right. uh, the reason that they're in level two is because they're more pragmatic. Um, and maybe it's unfair. It's, it's culture. It, it comes from, I'm tying it in with um, nobody really picked their, their partners, I think, before set, uh, probably about the 18th, 19th century. Um, mm. um, or very few people did. Um, so that's really why I've got it in a, in a pragmatic in, in terms of um, it may not, but arranged marriages, whether it's um, <laughs> whether it's um, uh, whether they work better is unclear because part of it is because they have less expectation. Um, but Sheila, Sheila's got something to say. Um, I was wondering whether there's actually any data to differentiate where um, between, between an arranged marriage where um, both sides have the choice, whether the arranged marriage is more of a like um, um, arranging the first date, you know, it progresses and the, mm. and the, um, the, the understanding from both sides is that it would lead to marriage. And the difference between um, where probably the the female, the late the the woman or the man actually um, don't really have a choice. It's just it's what the parents expect, and culturally that's what they accept. I wonder if there's any data between those different types of arranged marriages. Um, I'm not sure. There, there definitely is data um, that I've seen that shows that actually arranged marriages work out better than, than when you choose your own. Um, yeah. Most relationships now, um, I, I, can't, I can't tell you exactly, but um, most have some element of consent. Um, there's few that have little consent, um, but I will, um, I'm working my way through um, Helen Fisher's book that we're talking about next week. Um, and there may be some of that in there. Um, and if I, if I come across anything, um, I'll remind me, um, and I'll, I'll let you know, but, um, Anecdotally yeah, though, um, there seems to be an evolution occurring within the domain of, um, arranged marriages, wherein, yes, the families, do the um the assessment of potential partners but um in the past where it was a matter of it's done we have agreed and the alliances are now struck and you go ahead with it there seems to be a lot of choice now wherein both parties are allowed to interact and decide on that basis whether they are compatible or not and want to go forward 
So I think even the arranged marriage, marriage scenario is evolving to incorporate some of what we are talking about in terms of romantic mm. um, connections, etc. Uh, as being an important part of of of, of, of partnership or for, forming a relationship. I also wonder whether um, age has any anything to do with it because I think sometimes um, modern arranged marriages nowadays, you know, um, both sides for men and women, you the more educated people are, they want a career first, and they get older and they find it is is more difficult to find a partner and therefore they do sometimes go to that route of the parents you know they're more open to the idea of an arranged marriage so I'm wondering whether you know modern day arranged marriages that are actually more successful because um, it's different from when as Sandra was saying you may you know from a young age it's what your parents wanted you wouldn't necessarily um, have consent from both sides but as you're older and you're looking for a partner and you haven't found a partner one option is to ask your parents to help. And, and also, uh, when you look at modern matchmaker services, um, there are people that pay thousands, um, you know, to be introduced to people. Um, I, th I, I think also to pick up on your point, Sandra, it's, it's also m most cultures, they actually had some, um, although it seemed like it was arranged, that uh, I can't remember which culture it is, but there was one, for example, that they were allowed to, they used to kidnap the bride. It was set up um, um, and they would kidnap the bride and she would live there for, for two or three days. Um, and she could then back out. Um, and so, so often we can often look at cultures that we don't understand and think that they're more uh, or different or more brutal than, than ours, but often they have subtle um, nuances to them. Um, yes, yeah, so um, so that's that's an interesting. I know. Um, I'd love an, I'd love an arranged marriage, like not in the sort of you know some of the the sort of negative sense of what happens, but. If you had a if you had parents that you really trusted and had a really open relationship with, and they they said, oh, you know, we know such and such, and we think knowing you so well, we think you two would make a really good match. It just takes so much pressure out of the situation, and if you were attracted to them as well, it's just easy. Um, so maybe situation, but it would be pretty cool. It that's a bit like a, an office Christmas party, isn't it? So maybe we can. Maybe that's yeah. an idea for the, for the virtual Christmas party. Um, uh, I was yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna. Um, and, and I think the, the modern the modern equivalent is um, like there's married at first sight and uh, <laughs> things like that. Um, so. Any any other reflections before we uh, wrap up? I don't quite get level six. I just I've just been reading. Is this not really what it is then? Have you written something else? Um, it it's, was refined, and and so level six became level five. So level uh, five or six is um, essentially 
the idea that you create your narrative of of what a relationship means what do you mean mi- by narr- narrative i don't is that a whole mixture of all sorts of things so, put together with your partner so, um, okay so um no it's a little bit more individual than that so the it, it can be it can be part of it um but each level is basically a narrative so when you look at the romantic the narrative is the fairy tale and so that's saying relationships um are um really made by made by um um made by um god um or eros or whoever um and so it's fate so it's out of our fate so that's a narrative um the narrative of four is um either like it's individual so so what you've got is it's splintered off so you've got the feminist um narrative about relationships that uh patriarchy uh is male domination and we shouldn't um um stand for that 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 kind of thing you've got red pill theory which is women of um um so the, the, like um w- women wanting independence and equality is ruining everything and, and that kind of narrative or there's the narrative of um like personal development like we can learn how to make it better so level five is you make the story of what the relationship means um so you're creating your own mythology does that make sense okay sort of so it's basically rather than the fairy tale you create your own of what it means and and recognize that it's an artificial construct but it's one that you're consciously making until you have some better data to go on um Irina Yes, but isn't it sort of in a way going back to level one because you're making up your relationship the way you want? Uh, no, it's not making a relationship. It's making the narrative of how relationships work. So the difference between level one, level one is taking what I want. Um, the world is there. I, I take what I need. Um, level five is more about um, it's being more, a more evolved partner. So it's not regressing to the state of, uh, and they're just going to do what I want. It's re- regressing to the state of what does, what is the role relationships play in my life? What do relationships mean to me? Um, and so it's not changing the behavior within the relationship, but it is, is recognition, um, that the other person is in the relationship because, um, it enhances their life like you are. Um, and does that make more sense? Yes, it does make sense. I just um, wanted to, I just wondered whether it was basically going back to level one. I do understand the level five. Um, it, it, yeah, it was quite perceptive that you picked that up, but um, it's not, a, the difference is level one is is like, I want, it's all about me. Level five is is transcended that where it's it's a more evolved version. I say level one is more like 
I want and I don't care what you want, basically. That level five is, um, I can see what I actually want. Yes, so, so the evolution uh, is recognition, like level two is recognition. They want something, what deal do I make? Um, until, yeah, level five. So it's more, it's more evolved. So it would result in more evolved behavior. Thank you. You know, another way to look at it, I know you're using the kind of like um, operating system as, as a way to understand it, but I think there's probably other metaphors that can be put in the same place as a way to understand it. So like, um, like a child, for example, at, at level one, before the tour, anything better on how to get what they want and it can sort of progress up the stages as the tour, better behavior and better ways to deal with people in life. Hmm. Um, um, I think that's uh, what, what, I guess what I'm saying is that if people are struggling with that metaphor, it can all the metaphors can be sort of used as well to try and understand it. D definitely, um, I, I just want to pick up on what you've said because that's a really good point. Like the developmental stages of, of children, um, and this is really the cultural development. So it's the development of societies. Um, so it's, it is like um, analogous. So the operating system, yeah, is, is a metaphor that I felt that best described it. Um, but the, the concept and how it plays out isn't defined by the metaphor. The metaphor is just trying to explain it. But yeah, so if anyone has a better metaphor that talks to them but it's it's really about culturally how cultures develop in their understanding of relationships does that make sense okay so is there any other questions or points that are unclear or questions of how do we relate this well, reg regardless of the cultures like like we can all be on different levels now as the cultures you're saying the culture's kind of running on three generally speaking yeah. but then there can be people lower and above that though yeah yeah so I think... that that wasn't necessarily then always the case and it doesn't necessarily mean that civilizations and cultures are going to get better and better um no um I think generally society progresses. I think I think generally people get better. Uh, that's a personal opinion. Um, I think there's always been people that have worked on all levels. Um, like if you if you want to look back at um, Jesus, Buddha, um, people like that operated independently of their cultural programming um equally there are i mean when you look at donald trump um like what what operating system would you put him him at in terms of what show would he be like number two or something like that the Russian phone i reckon minus zero it doesn't occur it doesn't exist minus zero. i i would I would say the man who wrote the art of the deal is level two. 
Uh, yeah, um, he's, he's level one in terms of all I care about is me. Um, but I think um, he recognises he has to give something, um, even if it is just hot air. Um, but that's not an evolutionary um, state. I, I would I would beg to differ that that's not an evolutionary state in terms of relationships because he doesn't for, forge any relationships on that basis. He just uses, he does takes. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I think that's the level of level two is, and that's why maybe arranged marriage is perhaps unfair to be there um, because the level two is, um, okay, what deal do I have to make? That's the essence of level two. Um, and so and arranged... level, level one is where the other part is unwillingly being trapped into something. It's not like he might have level one somewhere else in his life, but I don't think that you know that that main relationship. There's definitely um, a willingness of the other party to be there because of you know whatever he's had offered or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at he can still fill jobs and that with even though he sacked most people who've displeased him just because um, he's got the power and, and access to to offer people what they and they think they're going to gain from it um so, um yes yeah, so um it's it's about society evolving um more in um in the sense of um the cultural the, the it's the mass of the culture um, does it evolve? I think um, slowly. Um, I mean, when you look at, I mean, Trump did still get 70 million votes. Um, whatever we individually might think of him. Um, so, you know, what, what, I don't know what that tells you about the the cultural. I think the way the I think the internet has caused a bit because the internet obviously offers tremendous access to information, but I think it has massively affected culture and and and, and perceptions, and 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 obviously it's quite a good thing that it shakes boundaries and it questions things, but obviously it can also cause quite large problems as well if people don't know how to filter the information, and I think if you look at dating or politics or anything, I think that is. We're going through a bit of a weird epoch at the moment, where I think I think sort of civilization has to come to terms with that before we can then move on again. I think I think we're kind of trapped a bit in a sort of ever decreasing circle at the moment. Yeah, it's. I mean, like social social media is now at least partly defines the culture, and social media is based on. Um, like it's known, you, know, you look at a, a social dilemma, um, that outrage um, and anger and, and polarity um, comes out more in, in social media. And so um, that has some impact. Like there, there is, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about um, politics and politicians and which Trump seemed to be the the least bad option 
by Sanja. Rob, would you be able to yeah. sign off the operating systems just so I could get clarity on what the difference is on the different levels, please? Yes. Um, okay. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a good point to wrap up. So I'll I'll do that as I wrap up. Um, and then if you've got any questions, just... Um... Rob, can I just make a point? I, I, I also think that um, it's also about the legal standing of women, you know, and how how women are, you know, culture can be influenced by the, you know, the legal status of women. And I think, you know, over the 20th century, women have taken on a much higher legal status, but I, I think we've still got a long way to go. Hmm. Um, and that has influenced culture and going back to Trump and, and many, many female supporters, you know, in a so-called democracy voted for Trump. But I think they, even though they had a sort of strong legal status, they, they didn't value it. They kind of still felt that their place as a woman was by the side of their man. And and so in their head, there were, you know, and, and he's, he's put in place, you know, an anti-abortionist, I don't know, legal representative. Um, I don't know what title she has. And of course, a lot of women have, have gone for that. So they don't quite understand what their, what their legal status is. So I think the law and how it perceives women in particular, not men, but women, um actually plays a strong part in culture and and how women perceive themselves yeah it's all tied in isn't it there's something, there's something going on there uh, and and the narrative the narrative changes the law mm. um and, it's, and it's also about the undermining of public figures i think though this is this is the thing so the undermining of experts and conspiracy theories as well and the undermining of anyone in any position of power everyone sort of piles in and Twitter's one of those things. And, and you've kind of got to this, this state where we think that everyone's opinion is equal. But obviously, if you had a health problem, you're going to be far better off going to a doctor who's been to medical school and, you know, trained for five years than you are just talking to Dave in the pub or something about what's wrong with you, you know. But, but so you can't, but people, I don't know, I mean, I've had arguments with people about this because obviously you have to respect people's opinions. But as well, sometimes people are experts. And I think that's something that has been undermined, which then means that that you don't have anyone to, to have as an authority, I suppose, in some respects. Because every- we're, we're, we're talking about dating, though, aren't we? We're talking about the relationship between men and women. Yeah. Um, if, if I can... I'm talking about society and how society has changed. And, the, and on the internet, obviously, the fact that people don't trust people, this is debated into dating, isn't it? We were talking earlier about, about men being, you know, blank, like feeling they have to posture or... And a lot of that sometimes is because, you know, no one wants to open up. You know, you, you use humour sometimes to make someone, to put someone at ease, I suppose, is a way. Basically. Okay. That's the thing, it, you know, it's... People can trust each other, I suppose, and, and that befades into dating. Um, just to try and tie those two together, I, I think um, essentially what, what we're struggling with is we've gone from uh, a village of 150. Biologically, all we can cope with is relationships with 150 people, like knowing 150 people. And that's the village. That's the village that we've lived in up until 150, 200 years ago. And so we always knew those 150 people that we'd meet, we knew them. So we had that trust that we knew that we were going to live with them for years. Um, 
whereas now we're interacting with people that we're never going to see we're never going to come into contact with um and so we lo we lost that trust um of that deep relationship um so i so maddie to pick up on your point i i the the shift from three to four is fundamentally i believe is caused by the um ability the the moving equality like the the growing independence of women has been the driver to mean that there because the 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 romantic myth works um it works when everyone so like basically patriarchy is designed to cater to men it's designed to cater to men's fears um and so women lost their independence because women having independence meant that they couldn't perpetuate like man could so so basically the limitations of women um come from the place of wanting to ensure that a woman is controlled so that your children are your children um and by making them dependent on men um you then it gave men more of a, a sense of comfort does that make sense um and so um i mean it really took the first world war um when we needed women to to play the roles of men um for um women to 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 get the vote to get the right to their own money um and so what we've looked at is really it's the 50s when women were in a position that they could have divorce where where they wanted from a relationship emotional fulfillment rather than a, a staying together from need and everything since then has meant that um women and women have dr driven this the divorce uh, like 65% of divorces originate from the from the woman um and so that's really what's created the evolution of the society from 3 to 4 um so um and I, I i think i've covered the points um does that make sense in in sense so yes i think the 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 problem we now have is a general confusion over roles and that, that's why i think we need to i don't think there is going to be a cultural i can't see um a cultural mythology or narrative coming in and so i what all i can see is is you creating your own narrative of um what the of how a relationship works does that cover what you were looking for betty and does it make sense yes thank you rob okay um well thank you everyone for being here is there if anyone has still some questions because i know this is quite an abstract topic in terms of how it relates to um our personal relationships 
Um, just the, the thing that I would say is how it relates is if you look at a problem and you look at where does this problem come from? Um, what was I believing? So when you look at a problem, the problem has an anatomy. It has expectations. It has an outcome. Um, and where the outcome is different from the expectations, it's looking at what the narrative was for the expectations um, and what does that fit with the reality of the situation. And so when you look at a problem in a relationship, it can tell, understanding what your expectations were about it tells you what, what your operating system is, if that makes sense. So um, this is about evolution of the operating system. And so there's a bit of a theme. In, and next week, we're looking at Helen Fisher's work, which is essentially a um, how she looks at the history. Um, she's an anthropologist, so she looks at the history of relationships, um, different how relationships work in different cultures like whether it's patriarchy or whether it's matriarchal societies or um relationships that have a belief in a god or, or have a belief in some other system and how that impacts the nature of the relationships um and attraction um and why infidelity is so common doesn't so i was going to say doesn't this all come down to uh effectively understanding that you can change yourself so you don't have to realizing that you may be scripted in some ways because you just have automatic beliefs in something and to question it but also uh that that needs that the change needs to be balanced with uh your principles or your values in life because there is only so much you can change without invalidating yourself so to speak um so, um, for example, uh, I will change to be a slave to my partner because that's what my partner wants. So you may change and change, but then if you are violating the principle of self-respect, then effectively that relationship is still a broken one, however you look at it. Um, and so I think there is a balance between changing and, and, and changing things that, that require change, but also understanding where to draw the line that that's a line you shouldn't go beyond because it will validate some value, some principle of life, if you like. Um, and I think in all of those, it doesn't matter whether you look at it from a religious point of view or an arranged marriage or whatever else. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's always the same. Uh, in, in a way, when Sasha was saying, I mean, I got introduced to my wife um, I, I didn't meet her somewhere. It's just through family. It wasn't arranged. I mean, we weren't forced to get married. It was just a case of, you know, we think you may like each other. And I'd seen lots of girls before her. And, you know, it, we just, we just, I suppose it just worked out. I don't know. Um, but still it didn't work out at the end of the day. And it's not because we were introduced or anything. It was because we didn't value of the relationship we didn't work on the relationship i don't think um we just played our scripted parts and 
expected things to work out and when things didn't work out they didn't do anything about it so um change change but change up to a point i think is the point i'm making there that's a really good point um in that i think I think one of the great crimes we've we've had as civilization is how we've treated homosexual people. Um, and because they didn't fit the values. Yeah. Um, and so in many ways, all kinds of people, like until, I mean, when you look at the whole of human history, most homosexual people had to hide, had, they couldn't, could never be accepted for some cultures are still too yeah um and yeah i i mean look how many people that have been forced to, to marry that should never have been should never have married um and always there have been problems because people's per <clears throat> personal values don't fit the cultural values and so what there's been is um an attempt to control people's in, to control the narrative so that uh, uh, of what is is right and so yes i think you've picked up on a good point is that essentially it is building the narrative that fits your values because that's the narrative that's going to work that's right um and the narrative when you try to take a, a narrative that co is contrary to your personal values you are um there's an inherent conflict and that conflict is is never gonna work out so yeah, yeah that's that's well well spotted yeah that also has to be in those values also have to be aligned to the true principles in, yeah. in i mean i call it true principles of universe but i mean it's just things that we all know to be true um any inherently we know it and i don't know why we know it but we all do uh and the and whether those values are aligned with those and in a balanced way as well so for example um we all know we should be cooperative and helpful but it should be balanced against not being a doormat you know so you have to have respect for others but you also have got to have respect for yourself as well um be helpful but don't be used as it were, um, be, uh, be assertive, but don't be rude, you know, or don't be a bully, that sort of thing. So um, there are certain balances in life and there are certain principles in life that the opposite of it makes a, creates a broken society. And so if you try and live your life with those principles in mind, one of the things I found is that doesn't matter what the circumstances you are in, the decisions you make will always be correct because they were founded on principles. If you can, but uh, whenever it's not correct, you find that uh, you've broken a principle somewhere that you didn't realize perhaps, but you've nevertheless broken it. Um, so, so long as, you know, we all know about honesty, integrity, and all the rest of it, but patience, fairness, understanding, tolerance, you know, um, all these things are important as well. Um, it certainly helped me when I was going through my divorce and obviously it's a very emotional time. And 
when I was able to kind of calm down my emotions because I could feel myself getting emotional, calm down it, and then make a decision. Once I've calmed down and think it through and say, well, am I being fair? Am I, am I being what? Am I just being attacking back rather than being considerate? Or am I just reacting to a situation? You know, am I just getting caught up in the moment? Um, I find that then I can make I, the decisions I made, I can live with and I feel comfortable with. And, you know, I don't have any problems with it because it doesn't matter what the other party thinks. I feel I've done the right thing. And I, I'm quite comfortable talking about it because I can defend it. Yeah. That's um, what you brought up really is, is where there's the conflict between um, being cooperative and being a doormat, for example, mm. where there's, there seems to be a dichotomy. That's really a, a sign that your operating system needs to evolve. Yeah. And it's, it's when you can recognize. So when things feel like, so, so we talked earlier about um, needing to impress and um, um, being yourself. And so where there's the dichotomy is, is the need to evolve that um, part of the operating system. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I looked at them as more as um, uh, paradigms of life. So this is your views of how things are in life. But that's just your view of how things are. The reality may be actually different. It's just the way you see it, the way things are. Um, and sometimes the way you see things aren't necessarily the way they things actually are. Um, and so that comes back to your own scripted values as to how things ought to be and how things should be. Um, so in a relationship, I guess you need to, first of all, check that those are aligned with the principles we just spoke about, the true principles. Am I a fair person? Am I, you know, um, tolerant? Am I all this, that, and the other? But also at the same time, as you change, am I breaking those values? I think if if you can if you can do that, then it doesn't really matter what relationship, but there is a relationship between a spouse, a child, a, 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 a boss, a worker. It works out correctly every time. It doesn't matter what decision you make and under what circumstances you make that decision, it will always be right. That's what I found. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. That's, that's really helpful.